Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. It's good to be back. Um, we're praying for you. We uh, we understand that you are in um, self-quarantine. I am. One of my uh, employees was tested positive, so our office is basically dispersed, and I'm working from home, and uh, based on my interactions with this individual, if I'm going to get sick, it's going to be sometime between today and Saturday or Sunday. So, you know, hoping I, hoping I don't get sick. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna pause and pray. We're gonna we're gonna pause and pray before we uh, well, before you. we launch in. Yeah, Father, we lift up our brother Bill. Um, we recognize that you um, are sovereign over his life. That you're merciful. That you're gracious. That you're the great physician. That you're able to do far more um, than we ordinarily dare to ask or imagine. And so, right now, we're gonna ask and we're gonna imagine that um, that any infection in his body of any kind is um, is simply dispersed by your grace. Uh, and Father, we just ask that you would keep him healthy and well in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, absolutely, you. absolutely. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it's both the most I can do and the least I can do. Right? Is to is to pause and pray right now, well, th- not to promise yeah, to pray, but to pray. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, businesses across the country of every variety. I am hoping increasingly um, that uh, a, a a hair salon called Dion South is getting ready to reopen because I have some gray hair that um, I am becoming desperate to deal with, and not myself. So, um, so as as a hair salon, we're just going to use them as our best example. As they are considering reopening. They are asking lots of questions. One of those questions, a big question, is a question about um, lawsuits and litigation. So that is one of the huge questions that uh, local businesses are facing right now. Uh, Totally agree. In fact, I was interviewed by Minnesota Public Radio about three weeks ago about the effect of COVID in the healthcare industry, and I expressed at that time my fear of the uh, class action lawyers getting together when this whole thing is done and – going after all kinds of businesses uh, because they didn't protect workers well enough or they didn't protect customers well enough or they did something else that that the lawyers found uh, somehow unworthy or unsettling in some way. And so uh, we have seen at the U.S. Chamber Litigation Center that these that these lawsuits are already starting to appear, right? Uh, there's a COVID-19 litigation roundup out at the U.S. Chamber Litigation Center that people could go take a look at. Over 250 lawsuits now have been filed nationwide. And uh, this is a real important deal here. Uh, small business owners, not only do they have to take a look at, you know, are my customers going to come back? How am I going to incorporate social distancing and hand washing, sanitizing masks, all those kinds of things into their reopen? But now they have to start factoring in the potential of litigation in the future and try to figure out what lawyers are going to argue against them as they try to defend themselves. And I think that puts uh, small business owners in a really horrible, horrible position of trying to predict the future and then uh, uh, configure your patterns and practices now for what might be argued in the future in a court of law. I don't know how you, I don't, I don't know how you run a business like that. Will I be uh, potentially asked to sign some kind of release when uh, before probably. I go through the door? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and, and, like I and, do, you know, like I do, like let's say you know if I want to, 
we go uh, just at the end of our road, there's a place that rents canoes for people to go on the river. Um, those people who rent a canoe, you, you have to sign, uh, you know, you have to, you have to sign something saying that, you know, not only are you going to wear a life jacket, um, but that you're going to basically take responsibility for whatever risk, um, that the, the, the canoe owner is not assuming the risk that I am assuming the risk as the paddler. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's one conversation, um, that small businesses are going to have with their customers that, you know, the customer is actually going to have to assume the risk. That's a different way of thinking about going somewhere and uh, and utilizing a service than I have thought about in the past. Well, can you imagine going to Applebee's or P.F. Chang's and you walk in, you sign a liability waiver, and then they put some kind of a gun to your head, not a gun, but, a, you know, to take your temperature and uh, to make sure that, you know. That, <laughs> I wondered where that, you were going. <laughs> Okay. I, a temperature, I, 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 a thermometer, a digital thermometer. Yes, thank you. Let's a use yes, a little more slightly more precise language. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but you know, they're they're doing these basic screenings while you're signing a liability waiver so that you can go and sit in a booth 6 feet from somebody else while you eat. <laughs> yeah, I'm just cooking at home, man. I I mean, I know, right? So, uh, so there you go. I'm just going to cook at home. That is a conversation business owners are going to have to have as well. It's one thing to convince their employees to come back. Um, it's another thing to convince their customers to come back. Uh, let's could we could, let's take a break. And then when we when we come back, talk a little bit about consumer confidence. What what is consumer confidence? How is it measured? Um, and why is it so important to the U.S. economy? We'll be right back. I'm talking with Bill English from Bible and business dot com. All right, I'm reading headlines like this. Consumer confidence suffers record drop in April. The Consumer Confidence Index tumbles to 86.9 from 118.8. But if I don't know what those numbers mean, I need, this is a nonsensical headline. So, Bill English, what is uh, consumer confidence? What's the Consumer Confidence Index? And why should it matter to me that it has tumbled from 118 to 86? Okay, so the Consumer Confidence Index is put out by the Conference Board. Uh, you can go to conference-board.org and read all about it. And it's it's developed from a consumer confidence survey. And what the survey measures is the confidence that consumers have in the immediate and long-term future of business, of uh, of several things. But they, they basically package it up into how people are feeling about business, how they're feeling about their own lives, and how confident they are that the future is going to be positive or how confident that they are that the future is going to be negative. And then they norm the uh, the numbers so that 100 equals they're neither confident nor uh, unconfident, if I can use the word. I forget what the opposite of confident is, but pessimistic maybe. And so anything above 100 means that, that consumers are trending towards um, – Greater confidence that's more positive in the future, anything under 100 means that they are trending more negative, more pessimistic about the future. So when it tumbles, like you were reading there, I think 
uh, Market Watch had had an article about this where it, it goes from 118.8 down to 86.9. That's because of COVID, right? And COVID has really destroyed a lot of the consumer confidence in the future. So most people right now are looking towards the future, and they're pessimistic rather than optimistic about what's going to happen in the near term in terms of their jobs, in terms of business, in terms of their lives. And, you know, gosh, when you look at, I mean, Carmen, when you look at all of the all the stuff that we're being fed by the media every day, there's not a lot of positives in those stories. And so I, I can see why it would drop. Which is why I want people to watch some good news with John Krasinski and I want them to read their Bibles and I want them yes. to, you know, have healthy conversations with other Christians because um, there's not just a light at the end of the tunnel. There's light right now shining in the darkness. Um, so, um, all right, Bill, let's, um, let's address this, uh, this question that comes from, uh, a listener and a friend. So, um, I have a friend who's also a listener. Uh, they're in their early fifties. Their kids are one in college. One, uh, was planning to be headed to college. Uh, his company just announced a 20% reduction in pay effective immediately. Um, let's just say that was probably the, um, uh, the twenty percent uh, pay cut uh, is probably was probably the college uh, funding plan. All right, so they're they're having conversations about cutting back. They're having conversations about possibly taking a gap year. I'm also wondering if you know what is this just the right time for people to be reconsidering what they're doing with their life? Like maybe this is the point in time when you have the conversation. Is this really? what i'm what i'm supposed to be doing right now or is now the time to do some start doing something different you know uh do you remember Rahm Emanuel uh was yes. uh yeah um, president obama's chief of staff and then went on to be the mayor in chicago yes. you know he he made an interesting comment never waste a crisis right and i agree with him on that point uh, look, if you're in a personal crisis, your your salary's uh, been reduced 20%. This is a great time to take a long step back and say, God, what do you want me doing over the next 10 or 15 years? Do you want to redirect me somewhere else? And uh, what, how I how I look at this is to say, look over the last 10 years of your life, look at the major structures that you have, and see what you would like to change. Uh, and, and it can be pretty important stuff. It, it may be I'm going to leave this industry and go into another industry, or maybe I'm going to leave this industry and I'm going to go on the mission field, something like that. Yeah, maybe so everybody, it, maybe dad gets to take a gap year. Maybe yeah, those maybe. kids go to work for a year doing something and dad gets to take a gap year. Yeah, and dad gets I'm to calling go do my friend now. and suggesting that. <laughs> But why saying. not? <laughs> right? Right. I you know. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, that's and, a there you go. There's a consideration for everybody today. What would it look like to hit it's not really hitting the pause button because what you're really doing is you're giving God an opportunity to speak into your life at, in a new way um at a day and time when um when when the pause button has been hit on a lot of other things anyway. Yes. And so look at your life and then look at the next 10 years and see if you can incorporate the changes that 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 you want to that you want to make. Leave behind so, the undesired parts and and build a better life for yourself. 
So I'm looking at my notes that I sent you yesterday, and I was obviously voice texting my um, email to you because I that know. was supposed to say reevaluate, not really, really value, and then the number eight. So I I, thank I, you. I this much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading my notes right now, and I'm like, really, really value, and then the number eight. So thank you for understanding that was reevaluate. Now, you see, if that had been in the King James context, it would have been really, <laughs> verily, evaluate or something like that. <laughs> hey, we really, verily value you. So well, uh, you. praying, yeah, praying uh, health and mercy upon you this day. Thank you, as always, for joining us. You guys can find Bill uh, at BibleAndBusiness.com. Thanks so much, my friend. You bet. Have a good day. You too. We'll be right back. <laughs> 